WGN Kelly Meyer, Washington correspondent for News Nation, gives us a little of her time as we talk a little bit about the day tomorrow, I guess, or for that matter, what happened this weekend. Uh, Kelly, were you surprised that uh, Ron DeSantis has dropped out? Yes and no. Um, You know, we saw that there really wasn't, you know, that clear path for him uh, to the nomination. You know, we're following the Trump campaign out here, so we're seeing all the enthusiasm behind the former president uh, front and center as we're following his from him from rally to rally. Right now we're at a winery where his son Don Jr. will be appearing this afternoon uh, while his dad is in court in New York City. Then he'll return here later tonight for a rally in New Hampshire. But I, I guess I wasn't expecting it maybe to come yesterday. We were talking with the Santos folks. You know, he canceled those Sunday appearances. So there were all these rumors swirling that he was going to drop out. And his campaign said, no, 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 we are uh, still on track. We're going to South Carolina. We're focused on that. We have the resources to go all the way. It's going to be a two-person race at the end of this. And then and he drops out and immediately pledges his support to Trump. So we're seeing that. And I just noted in my reporting on News Nation that this is the fourth former 2024 presidential candidate to endorse Trump just in the last week, which is pretty notable uh, for DeSantis yesterday. And we saw Senator, uh, Senator Tim Scott, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott on Friday. We saw Vivek Ramaswamy at the Iowa caucuses dropping out and endorsing Trump there. And then North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum last Sunday at Trump's rally, joining him on stage and endorsing him, all of them, former 2024 Republican presidential candidates. Candidate. That's what they always do. They always say, they, they've, I, I know that Santa said, look, I signed a pledge. I have to be true to it and better Donald Trump than uh, Joe Biden, even though he was campaigning, among uh, other things, that while they may be in the same relative place on some issues, uh, DeSantis is organized. He got the job done in Florida. Let's get an administrator who can accomplish things rather than the chaos that was part of his campaign, at least early on. But I guess he didn't distinguish himself enough from the former president, huh? That's that's the thing. That's what a lot of people are saying. You know, his message was pretty much on the same tone as what the former president was saying, just without all the support that the former president has. Um, So he really wasn't able to stand out. And, you know, it's so interesting to think back to a year ago at this point. Everybody was wondering, is DeSantis going to get into the race? And and just, you know, kind of talking about that, thinking he was going to be such a challenge for the former president. And he did announce and get into the race. We saw him on the campaign trail. It was pretty much the same message that the former president was saying. He wasn't able to resonate with the voters from what the voters were telling me and what we were seeing on the campaign trail from Iowa to South Carolina and beyond. He just didn't have mm-hmm. that. Um, so there were supporters that liked him. They liked the fact that they could have had eight years in office with DeSantis. They liked someone younger, someone more, um, someone fresh. But at the end of the day, people are still falling in line behind former President Trump. Okay, so one last question that will be answered soon enough. But Kelly, what do you think? How many of DeSantis voters or, or advocates will go over, mm-hmm. will go to Nikki Haley? That's the big question, and I think we will see soon enough. I mean, it's interesting when in a state like New Hampshire is unique because there may be more of an electorate that would support someone like Nikki Haley. So that's going to be interesting here, but still, former President Trump is leading here in the state, and I think that's unique because we haven't seen uh, a candidate, uh, you know, win both Iowa and New Hampshire really in modern times. But I also think it's interesting. He just got the endorsement of Nancy Mace, who's the Republican congresswoman in the first district of South Carolina, and that's the low country. And that's where DeSantis was focused on when he was campaigning in South Carolina just last week. So it'll be interesting to see if those voters, now that he's dropped out, will then go and support Trump with that endorsement that he got from Mace this morning. Let's uh, visit again tomorrow and or the next day. Kelly Meyer, Washington correspondent at News Nation. Well done, Kelly. Thanks. 
All right, thank you. It's 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. John had to cut out a little early. He'll be back tomorrow morning, of course, at 10 a.m. Maybe you've heard Julia Manchester on with John in the past. Julia is from the Hill. Julia, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. So who benefits more from Ron DeSantis dropping out, uh, Nikki Haley or Donald Trump? Well, I've on the trail today, and I've heard two sides of this coin. The Haley people say that DeSantis voters were looking for a Trump alternative, and Haley is obviously the only Trump alternative left standing. So in their logic, or you know, from the way they say see it, they say that those voters, of course, are going to go towards Nikki Haley. However, we see that Trump voters and DeSantis voters sort of come from the same universe of voters. In Florida, there's a lot of Trump-DeSantis voters, and you know, they come from the same part of the Republican Party, that more populist wing of the party versus Haley, who maybe comes from that more old guard establishment wing of the party. So when you look at the crosstabs, when you look at the polling, that would lead you to believe that former President Trump ultimately benefits from uh, DeSantis voters switching over uh, or from DeSantis dropping out and his voters would, a majority of them at least, would switch over to him. Because up to this point, up to DeSantis dropping out, it really looked like Nikki Haley had a chance to uh, take New Hampshire. You know, I, I, well, I do think well, not, she, not take it too well. <laughs> yes, I think do well. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, it's interesting, though. And when we say do well, and I was asking voters this today, I, I asked a lot of her supporters, do you think she's going to win? And I would get well, she'll come close or she'll get a strong second. Um, because, look, this election is very similar to some of the latter primary contests in 2016 when we saw Trump just dominating it. And we saw the other candidates, whether it was Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz or John Kasich, sort of treating their finishes, their second, third, fourth place finishes as victories in a way. And I think we could be seeing this as well in this primary process, too. So, um you know, I think she could do well, but what does doing well get her in the long term if Donald Trump is still um, winning each contest? Right. And um, because she is tackling uh, his uh, mental status, she definitely will not be considered. And things she said, she's never going to be considered for his VP. Do you think DeSantis will be angling for that role? That's a good question, because DeSantis and Trump have sparred quite a bit over this um, primary contest. And we know that Trump really values loyalty. And DeSantis was seen as the Trump acolyte for a long time. And DeSantis decided to challenge Trump for the nomination. Um, So I think Trump has a point in saying Without me, there would be no Ron DeSantis, because we know that Ron DeSantis in 2018, when he was campaigning for governor, campaigned um, you know, on his connection to Trump and his similarities to Trump. So I could see Trump saying, I'm not going to reward, reward that disloyalty, ultimately. However, you never know either. Um, you know, maybe they'll patch things up. But at the same time, I think in a VP choice, it seems like there's a lot of chatter between two women, Elise Stefanik, Congresswoman from New York, and, um, of course, Governor Christy Nome from South Dakota. I think the GOP is wanting to win back suburban uh, women voters. And I think Stefanik and Nome could be seen as a key to that. So Nikki Haley has come out and really attacked his... Um his mistake that he made on the campaign trail about continually calling 
What? Well, in the story, he's talking about Nancy Pelosi. It's pretty evident he's talking about January 6th, but he continued to say Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley has pointed out that that is um, a, a sign that he's slipping, that age is a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, why do his opponents continue to hone in on that and not on the criminal indictments or other things that they could try and bring him down with? Well, they know that the criminal indictments and the legal issues Trump is facing has proven to galvanize his base. His base firmly believes that he is a victim of a legal and political establishment and that bias. Um, in, in terms of age, you know, they're pointing out something that they also point out about President Biden, that these are two very old men running for uh, president, a very, very difficult job, a physically and mentally taxing job. Um, and, you know, when you think about it, Trump is four years younger, roughly four years younger than President Biden. So they can try to make that point. Um, The problem, though, they face in that is that Joe Biden is perceived as being older than President Trump. He is older than President Trump, but, you know, a lot of people would say he acts older than President Trump, whereas President Trump is seen, at least in public, when we see him, when the media sees him, when the supporters see him as having lots of energy. So, you know, in in terms of whether that attacks six or not, we'll see. But talking to Trump supporters yesterday, talking to even Haley supporters yesterday, they don't really view it as a priority, the age issue within the Republican primary. In the general election, yes. But with the Republican primary, they're more focused, at least here in New Hampshire, on those policy differences. Julia Manchester is with us from The Hill. We're talking about Ron DeSantis dropping out, what that means for Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. I did read it's a News Nation poll that 59% of Americans don't want Biden Trump, the Biden Trump rematch in 2024. What are the voters in New Hampshire talking about that, or are they clearly just focused on what's happening tomorrow? Um, look, if you talk to Haley supporters and, you know, Haley backers or independents thinking about backing Haley, they will say they don't want a Biden-Trump rematch. They absolutely don't. Um, but Trump supporters believe that this is Trump's time, that this is his time to take back the presidency, to take back what they believe was taken from him to really finish the job from his four, first four years in office. So I think it depends who you talk to. But going back to that News Nation poll and numerous other polls, by the way, that they show that the majority of Americans do not want this matchup between these two men. It really harkens back to a period that will go down in a period in American history as one of you know, one of the more tumultuous periods, um, you know, the 21st century or so far in the 21st century with that 2020 election amid COVID, that election got very ugly. There was obviously the, um, the the racial reckoning uh, in the U.S. after the death of George Floyd. It was a very complicated year. And, uh, you know, to add on that, that Trump versus Biden matchup, I think uh, voters have a lot of bad memories from that. And I don't think they necessarily want to see that again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your reporting. Thank you.